High Noon with George Hook. Thanks to ClaytonHotels.com with 17 hotels across Ireland and the UK. I'm getting a ton of um, uh, people criticising me for saying that the majority of cyclists break the law. Uh, I'm prepared to stand at any set of traffic lights in the land and we'll uh, multiply and divide the number of cyclists going through the red lights as opposed to the number who stay there. Is that breaking the law? It is. And that's what I mean. Uh, as far as I know, uh, you you still can't cycle up one-way streets. Is that breaking the law? Uh, uh, pedestrian ways reserved for pedestrian cyclists on those. Is that breaking the law? So, look, don't drive me mad. Really, I have enough on. And the only thing is now, which will push me absolutely over the edge, <laughs> if Bill Hughes brings in a piece of music that I don't like. Welcome to the programme, William. <laughs> No pressure at yeah, all. Yeah, the responsibility yeah, yeah, is great. No pressure. What have you got? Both shoulders weighed down. What have you got? I know you like doo-wop. I do, of course. You do like doo-wop. Yeah. Well, this is not... An now, you, mm. what we should explain doo-wop, yeah. shouldn't we? Yeah. Off From the go. 50s. Uh, 50s. Doo-wop is a kind of uh, swing. Uh, it's, it's a very strong sort of... Upbeat, and where and the backing group sort of said, "Do up, do up, do up." Of, and yeah, they were they were part of it. Yeah, and you know, one person who was really good was Frankie Lyman and the Teenagers. Oh yeah, and he had a huge hit. Now this is not what we're doing today. But we're not this, doing it. No, no, no. no hold <laughs> on, we'll explain. He had a huge hit with "Why Do Fools Fall, fall in, love. in Love?" Yeah. And "Why Do Fools Fall in Love" went on to be the inspiration for Billy Joel. When he wrote uh, The Longest Time. The so we do Billy time. Joel? We're, we are. We're doing Could we Billy not Joel. do Frankie Lyman? No, Frankie Lyman sort of one hit and it's a sad story and it's over very quick because he was only 25 when he died of a heroin overdose in his grandmother's bathroom. So that'll be it. The okay. story, that would not fill the slot. Okay. So Billy Joel... Full on career. Billy Joel experimented with lots of musical styles and he brought out an album uh, called An Innocent Man in 1983. And the theme of the album was paying tribute to his musical influences. And one of the musical influences was doo-wop and he took his inspiration from Frankie Lyman and he wrote a song called The Longest Time. And at the time, he thought, oh, I'll get a really good doo-wop group and they'll do the backgrounds. And he was working on the whole thing with Phil Ramone. And they went into the studio and they were laying the demos for the song. And the more demos they laid and the more experiments they did with Billy Joel's voice, he became all of the voices of oh, the doo really? So they did an audio experimentation. So the song was released in 1984, became a massive hit. The minute you'll hear it, you'll know it. Oh, but I know it well. Yeah, yeah, I know mean, it, I know this one. Song. I'm fine. Don't yeah, it's a lovely song. No, but I, what mm. I didn't appreciate, perhaps, though, mm. is what you're telling me, mm. that they overlaid tracks Overlaid of it. and Billy Joel's voice and he's every ah, voice right. on it. So okay. they didn't need to bring any other voices. Now, listen, I, I'm mm. sleeping badly at the moment, so mm. I, t- I normally think of you about three o'clock <laughs> in the morning <laughs> hoping you put me to sleep but you don't but, but have you, we done Helen Shapiro we have have we okay. yeah, walking back to happiness yes we have 
I asked that only recently. Yeah. But I can't remember. And they played it to just prove to you that we did. <laughs> so, yes. It's only a month ago, apparently, they're telling me, God, I'm losing it. Well, definitely. if you ever need to be soothed to sleep. It's Billy Joel. Billy Joel wrote an album. Yeah. A beautiful album of fantasies. It's, an, it's, it's a classical album. It's beautiful piano pieces, soothing. You should My put kind of on. fantasies at three o'clock in the morning okay. don't include Billy Joel. <laughs> they seem to include me, which I'm terribly <laughs> flattered about. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Billy Joel, he's, he's, his first song, his first hit, was called The Piano Man. Now, he's born in 1949 on May 9th, so that means recently he turned 68, 69, uh, 68. So um, he has sold 150 million albums. So the guy has been very successful. The sad thing is he h- hired a member of his extended family. To be his accountant. Mm. <laughs> Fatal weakness. Yeah. 90 million. The guy took him for. Go away. 90 million. And he sued him and only got 8 million back. Now, luckily, he made an awful lot of money. You so wouldn't do badly was, with 8 million. You wouldn't do badly, but 90 million. I mean, you and I would take. I'd be thrilled with a million. <laughs> just one. I you know, know what I was thinking about at 3 mm. o'clock in the morning. It wasn't Helen Shapiro. What was it? There was a fella called Laurie London or something like that. Mm. And I was trying to think of the name. He was only 14. You might do a bit of research on him. I'll check him out. I'll check him. Making notes now. Note to self. Check out So anyway, George's he got fantasy. 8 million back. What happened? Eight million back. So, so the big thing is, right? He started out. His career got off to a faltering start. He couldn't be sure where he was going. He came from a family of classical musicians. His father, Helmut Joel, was a classical pianist, born in Germany, Jewish. Had to escape Germany uh, to get away from the Nazis. Uh, Escaped to Switzerland and then into the US. Couldn't get in through Ellis Island. They'd already taken as many as they were going to. Had to get in through Cuba. Uh, met his his wife, Rosalind. She was an English Jew uh, trying to get away as well. She was a, a daughter of Philip and Rebecca Nyman. So it was a very strong okay. Jewish household. Hold and a minute. They, yeah. Yeah. You've pronounced his name two ways. You've yeah. said Billy Joel and then you've said Joel. Billy jo- well, everybody argues. He says do it what do it whatever way you oh, want. Do right. it. He, he himself is like whatever way you want to Okay, it. Yeah. Thank you. So some people call him Billy Joel and some people call him Billy Joel. Okay. So Thank so you. that's just it's a, So his his uh his father and mother divorced in 1957. Okay. And Billy started working playing the piano in late night piano bars while he was supposed to be going to school. As a result, he didn't graduate high school because he didn't get enough points because he was trying to sus- uh, sub- subsidise his mother's income to keep them alive. He had a young sister and then his father uh, divorced, moved back to Europe, married. And so Billy has a stepbrother and the stepbrother it was the musical director of the Stats Theatre Braunschweig, one of the great European uh, orchestras and theatre movements. So, so there is music in the blood. So when, once he took his piano lessons, he was reluctant, but he went on and uh, uh, he got, started getting slagged in school because he was a small pug of a guy. So he took up boxing. 
and he became a champion boxer and he went on the Golden Glove circuit and he had 22 victories. But his nose kept getting smashed, so he stopped because he was also a bit vain. <laughs> he wanted to attract the women. And as anybody knows about Billy Joel, he has attracted some very serious... Oh, yeah, four fabulous wives, including, <laughs> including Christine Brinkley. Why would you marry gr- four of Miss them? America. Like, imagine Miss America. But he used to date Elle McPherson. Now, he only came up to her boobs. He was so small. But he's, 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 he's always punched well above his weight. But then again, you see, he's, he's a poet. And uh, he, when he didn't graduate uh, high school, he, he said, well, to hell with it. If I'm not going to Columbia University, I'm going to Columbia Records. And you don't need a high school diploma over there. So, but years later, it obviously did play on his mind because he submitted essays in 1992 when he was always already a multimillionaire international superstar and he submitted high school essays to his old high and they gave him enough points to graduate and he was able to come back to the school and get his high school graduation so it obviously played bigly on, uh, bigly 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 on his mind bigly the new word it's better than kofifi but bigly is the big word what's bigly ah please I'm not going to describe it here. If you don't know what Bigly is, you know bloody well what Bigly is. I don't, is. but it's like a, it's one it's of the made-up Trumpism, words. Is it? Thank you. It's oh, one I of, see. Yeah, like right. Kofifi. Like right. Kofifi, okay. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, one you could do in the future, uh, when listener says, if you're do do up, is Emile Ford and the Checkmates. Do oh, you yeah. remember oh, that? I do absolutely, and we've yeah. made reference to them in the past. So, uh, what happened was Billy was at home one night watching the television. He was boxing. He was trying to figure out where he was going. He was playing piano in piano bars and he saw the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan show. And he says himself, uh, that one performance changed my life. Up to that moment, I'd never considered playing rock as a career. And when I saw four guys who didn't look like they'd come out of the Hollywood star mill, who played their own songs and instruments, and especially because you could see this look in John Lennon's face and he looked like he was always saying, F you. I said, I know these guys. I can relate to these guys. I am these guys. This is what I'm going to do. Play in a rock band. All right. So So what are we playing? We're playing The Longest Time by Billy Joel. The Longest Time by Billy Joel. Although Tom says, which wife was on the Uptown Girl? It's Christine Brinkley. Christine Brinkley, yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, Catherine is Billy Joel's biggest fan in Ireland. And The Longest Time is brilliant. All right. Let's hear it.
Billy Joel. Now, I'm getting... Um, I, I, I mean, I love it. I, I mean, there's no question. I, I love it, and I heard it a zillion times. But we're getting great reaction from people who knew him. How about this one? Listening to the chat about Billy Joel. I toured with him as a crew member. Fantastic guy. Uh, I was looking after him. By the way, he hates performing on the piano, this yeah. guy reckons. Uh, and then Billy Joel ate a few times in a New York restaurant. I worked in. Another listener says he ate like a savage. He had the worst table manners ever. <laughs> People who knew him, that's great. Yeah, I met him. He's a very affectionate guy. Very nice, very straightforward, open, uh, very chatty. Uh, but he battled depression for years. And uh, in 1970, when he was only 21, during a career downturn, uh, he left a suicide note and he drank um, furniture polish. Uh, saying that he thought it would be more effective than bleach. And he was on suicide watch for a long time. And then he wrote a song, You're Only Human, as a message to help prevent teen suicide. Um, And interestingly, Ireland now leads the way we've had a 20% drop in young people's suicide. Which is a very good good figure. So where is he working now? Well... In 1993, he said, I'm not writing any more songs. That's 24 years ago. I've said enough. And now he tours and he makes a fortune from touring. And he either tours solo or he tours in a a, a show called Face to Face with Elton John. And Elton John plays the first half of the show and he plays the second half of the show. And then the two of them come on and they do things. And then on the next night, he'll play the first part of the show and Elton John will play the second part of the show. And then they'll, so they play all these huge stadiums all over America. All right. And uh, now in 2011, he announced he was releasing his autobiography and uh, Harper Collins paid three million up front for it. They were so excited that here was the book finally about a life that that was lived. And then he decided, do you know what? I'm not going to release it. So he had to give the money back. And he said that um, to cancel the book's release, he stated that working on the book made him realise I'm not all that interested in talking about the past and that the best expression of my life and its ups and downs has been and remains through my songs, through my music. And I think that's a very honest and open way to look at it um, because he continues to to, to have uh, difficulties. Like he was in, in the Betty Ford recently for for drink related problems and had to get dried out oh, and all right, that. Okay. So, you know, it's it, it's it's not. Um, but back in 2008, just to show, you know, how the high esteem he's held in when they were closing Shea Stadium, which he had filled so many times as an artist, they offered him the last concerts before the demolition and he could have wh- whoever wanted to come and play with him. Paul McCartney, uh, Tony Bennett, Garth Brooks. Don Henley, like they all showed up and the concerts are now legendary and they were turned into a documentary called Last Play at Shea and uh, at Shea Stadium. So, you know, I, I just find him an intriguing character. He's got a lot of integrity. He writes brilliantly. His songs are great. And uh, but he's made that decision to pretty much without exception there's two or three songs he's written as as kind of just things in the meantime but in 1993 boom there I'm drawing a line I have nothing new to say so let the other people and I my songs my canon of songs are what I'll tour with so 
what was the name of the song again? The Longest Time. Uh, yeah, because it reminded me of The Longest Day, written by Paul Anker. Yeah. Have we done Paul Anker? We've done Paul Anker in a couple of ways. We've Have done we? him. We oh. did when we well, especially when we did New York, New York. You I know, can't I obviously. I can't tell you anybody left that we have. Oh no, done. no. There's loads of people. We haven't done some Paul Anka performance. We've done songs that Paul Anka has written over there. We've been doing this for many years time. now, <laughs> like the longest time, the longest time. But uh, yeah, no, it's 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 oh. always good. Well, mm. if you think you've been listening to this for a long time, you can listen to the entire showcase on. It's actually called George's Essential Songs, uh, George Hook's Essential Songs on Spotify, and you can stream it all down there. I was looking at television uh, during the week about James Bond. Apparently, Shirley Bassey's Goldfinger out uh, so the Beatles. I'm delighted to say. Shirley Bassey, make a note. Uh, Sean Moncrief? Shirley Bassey's gold finger was felt around the world, one could say. <laughs> uh, as you know, there's a shortage of uh, priests in Ireland. There's a shortage of clergy in all sorts of faiths around Europe. So one possible solution to that could be a robot priest. We'll be talking to one of the people involved in the development of the robot priest and talking to the robot priest as well, who will be giving me a blessing live on air. In Wittenberg, I heard. That's correct. Yes. It's the uh, home of Martin Luther. Yeah, it's, it is to do with celebrations to mark the Reformation as well. Not Martin Luther King now, Martin yeah, Luther. I know. Yeah, kneeling, kneeling on the church door and all that stuff. Yeah. All that good yeah. stuff. Yeah. Robot priest. Well, you can have a robot priest. You could have George, maybe. Take your choice, really. My thanks to Bill Hughes. Sean Moncrief for the next two hours will keep you happy. Uh, on San Peter Malloy and the team of Alex Russo, Keir Courtney, Peter Steersy for Brendan and of course producer Mark Simpson. I'm back tomorrow on Friday at high noon with the girls at half one.